Hello everyone, welcome back to the Cheetah Culture USA episode number 20, coming to you on a Monday, October 18th, after Cheetah Della's nil-nil draw against Spal at the Stadio Pierre Cesare Tombolato, uh, match day 8 in Serie B, nil-nil as the score, uh, neither offense could break the deadlock in this match, and Cheetah Della and Spal both earn a point in this Sunday night fixture that kicked off at... Uh, 8.30 p.m. local time. So um, before we get started, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CheetahCultureUSA and visit our website at CheetahCultureUSA.com to find more articles and news regarding AS Cheetadella. Now, uh, in today's podcast, I'll be talking to you about the nil-nil draw against Spal, just kind of going in depth about the review and uh, j- just about the game. And um also, I'll mention a little bit of Rabatai as their first appearance in over 600 days since they were last in the East Sector. So, uh, let's get into it. So, uh, nil-nil against uh, a decent Spal team. Uh, as we know, Spal came down from Serie A a few years ago, and now they are a good team in Serie B and always one that you got to pay attention to and watch out for. Uh, Eduardo Gorini was not at the match today, or last night, I would say, and uh, Roberto Musso was there in charge. He actually, Gorini was in the crowd, and Musso said that in post-game match that Gorini was giving instructions to him um, through uh, another coach, so... Um, so Greeny somewhat was still kind of controlling, but Musso was the guy in the sidelines. And actually, it's quite funny because Spal and Cittadella both had their assistant coaches on the sidelines as their, um, both coaches were not available. Um, Garcia was on the bench for Spal and, uh, Musso was on the bench for Cittadella. And I thought that was interesting, but... Uh, only one change that Musso made from the game against Fr- Fr- Frosinone two weeks ago. Remember, this is the first game bef- uh, after the international break. The only change was Pavan sliding in for Danzi in the center defensive midfield. But other than that, exact same lineup that got the job done in Frosinone. If you didn't, if you don't remember, it was Castrati in goal, Cassandro on the right, Pertecone and Adorni. Center backs, Benedetti, left back. Through the midfield, we have Vita, Pavan, Branca. Uh, attacking midfielder, Antonucci. And then two up top was uh, Baldini and Uwonkwo. So going into the match a little bit, it was a very slow opening from the start. Uh, both teams were sloppy at, at first. Antonucci had one chance about 11 minutes in, but... That was kind of it for the first 20 minutes. Cittadella were just still trying to find their feet a bit, and I feel. Uh, and that's kind of how we've been kind of starting recently. It hasn't been a very uh, fast-paced start that we've been, but we did grow into the game nicely. I thought throughout the first half as time went on, we got more and more uh, of a grasp on the match. And honestly, we, we were the better team in the first half. Um, but in contrast, Spal was actually this, the better team in the second half. I don't know what happened at halftime, but it seemed like in the first half, Cittadella were 
all over Spal. Uh, they the defense played very very well. They were keeping out the likes of Colombo, Sec, Latelat, dangerous attackers up front for Spal. And Chitadela's defense did well on that. But and just we just lacked offense. I feel and we just lacked that final final finishing touch in the first half. Um, Awonkwo was very very quiet. He was coming off a four-game scoring streak, and he just couldn't uh, get another goal. And he was just very, very quiet. He didn't have a lot of touches. You could say the same for Baldini and Antonucci, although Baldini did have a chance, and Antonucci had um, a few chances as well. But it was kind of a it was a tale of two halves, really. Uh, Cittadella in the first half was the better side. And Spal was the better team in the second half, so really interesting to see to see it how unfolded that uh, Cittadella came out in the first half guns blazing, and really we should have scored in the in the first forty five. But then Spal came back, a great response for them, and they only made two substitutions during the entire game, and they both came very very late. Um, it was it was quite interesting. So. Um, I would say, um, definitely a tale of two halves, and that's what I actually put in the title for the article that I did, the post-match article, a tale of two halves, uh, Cittadella, first half, great, second half, not so much. I feel like it, both teams could have felt like they could have gone on and won this, um, even in the second half, Chitadela, I think, had one chance, and that came very, very late. It was when Mamadou Tunkarda had the ball at his feet, gave it off to Davide Mozoko, and where he had Giacomo Beretta wide open on the right side. Just couldn't find him and shot it straight at the keeper, Diam. But Beretta was wide open on the right side, so Mozoko would feel that he should have done better there. But missed opportunities for both sides in this match really um, told the story. And it's it's a good point, I would say. Eight games in, that brings us to 18 points in the season. We're currently sitting in ninth, so we have dropped from uh, seventh. I'll read you the table actually right now. It's Pisa with first 19 points. Cremonese 16 points. Lecce 15 points. Brescia 14, Ascoli 14, um, Benevento 13, or actually from 6 to 9, it's Benevento, Perugia, Regina, and Cittadella, all with 13, just separated, I believe, on head-to-head, but some teams haven't played each other yet, so it's probably a goal difference, but, you know, we're still in there. It only three points separate second and ninth, where we are right now, so... Still, lots and lots of football to be played. Uh, I think a, a draw kind of suits both teams, but like I said, uh, they'll be disappointed not to get the three points because it was there for the taking, and it it should it could have ended differently. But um, the, yeah, that's that's really it. But let me read you what I uh, my ratings for this match. Here's what I put as the starting 11. I'm ranking them 1 uh, one to 10. 1 being very, very poor and 10 being probably the best game all season. 
from them. Castrati, I put in 6.5. Um, c- kind of a quiet game for Castrati, even though he had uh, some shots. He he did have to make a few saves, but he didn't make any um, massive, massive saves that, you know, changed the game. But he did the job done. Um, another clean sheet for him. And it's, um, yeah, clean sheet, zeros on the board. And he he did he was he did what he was supposed to so six point five for Castrati, Tommaso Cassandro on the right and Perticone I has as as a six, um, you know it it nobody on the on the day played very very badly so that's why a six would probably be the average score right now, uh, you know Cassandro and Perticone like I said kind of like Castrati they did what they were supposed to, um. They didn't have any massive plays, although Perticone did um, miss one opportunity in the first half off a corner. Um, but like I said, just a six for both of them. Adorni, the other center back, I put as a 6.5. I, I like him as the captain, and um, it's it's great that we have another player in Cittadella that, like Adorni, has been here for a few years and is taking charge. Um, I, I I liked him as the center back today, or on Sunday night, and I thought he did well with aerial balls and just defending, so that's why I put him at 6.5. Um, left back, Benedetti, I put at 7, and this was actually the highest score I put anybody on the pitch today. Uh, Benedetti, I have a 7. The first half was very, very good on him, and second half as well. He prevented one chance in the second half which probably would have ended in a goal where Mancoso was on free at the far post. Benedetti just nicked it out for a corner just in time. Um, if you look at the stats on foot mob, you could clearly, clearly see that um, Benedetti was very, very lively and very, very good in this match. So that's why I put him as a seven. Um, Alicio Vita, center back. Now we're moving into midfielders. I put as 6.5 as lo- along with um, Simone Branca. I feel like these players did did well in this match. Uh, they got forward, especially Branca with a few crosses. I was thinking about putting Branca to 7, but I, did, I eventually decided on 6.5. I think they, they like I said, um, did, did well, but they were just... Just missing that one little thing that probably would have bumped them up a score. Um, Nicolo Pavan, six. Um, like I said, the only change from the match against Frosinone. Uh, Pavan, Pavan played an all right game. Uh, he got a yellow card straight away in the second match, so I think that kind of affected his performance. So that's why I put him at six. Um, moving into the attack now. Antonucci, I put a 6.5. He had a few runs. And he had a few chances that I, I like that he's getting, but I think he needs to hit the frame on some and he's got to score eventually. So 6.5 for him. Uh, I'd say a, a very good performance for him. Um, the two forwards, Baldini and Wonko, I have a 6. Um, you know, Baldini played played all right. He had a few chances, not many. He just under hit a pass to Antonucci in the first half on a breakaway. But, and for Awonkwo, um, it was, if you watch the game, it was just a quiet game for him, for his standards. Um, 
he didn't he didn't score and it just it just was a quiet game for him and just one of those games that could happen so that's why I have him at six because like I said he didn't play horribly but um I think six is reasonable for the subs I put um Danzi Beretta and Tonkara at six Tonkara came in very very late in the game so I didn't really know what to put for him so I, I just said six just because that was like the average and he didn't he I don't he had like one opportunity that kind of laid off Matsuko so it could have ended in a goal but um I have him at six uh Beretta and Danzi Danzi I have it in also in six because um just he came in for Pavan and just kind of cleaning up the midfield and I thought he played all right actually um now with Beretta uh, it was his third game of the season. He didn't look that great, um, unfortunately. He had a lot of heavy touches that went out of bounds. He did well in the first part, but always kind of lacked that final touch. And it would always like go out of bounds and miscontrol his touch. So I was thinking about putting him as a 5.5, but 6, I think, was decent because he could have also had a goal if Matsoko laid him off in the in the last minutes of the match and finally we have Christian Deruso at 6.5 um I liked how he played I, I really liked how he came in and he brought much needed energy and um attack in the Cittadella offense that they were doing so well in the first half but then in the second half their uh spark in their what, how, do you, how would you even say this? Their threatening on the attack just didn't look the same. And they were so tried to make a difference. And I thought he did pretty well. So that's why I'm at 6.5. Like I said, standouts, I would say Benedetti, obviously. Like I said, with a 7. Uh, and Branca. And Branca, uh, I liked how he got forward. I liked his crosses. And he's very lively on the left side of the pitch. And also Castrati, um, decent game for him. He did what he was need, had some nice passes throughout the back and made the saves when he was needed. So Castrati as a standout. What I think who needs to improve a little bit from this match was Awonko. I think I've already said that he was just quiet and I think he needs more shots like he was in the Frosinone game where I believe he had four shots in lots of opportunities to score but I don't think he had one in this match so just something that he has to keep working on uh Beretta like I said a little while ago Beretta's first touch was kind of killing us in this game and lots of times he lost possession in the attack so but it's probably just rustiness and Baldini I say Baldini because He's in he's in a little bit of a dry run right now. He hasn't had a goal or assist, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken. He hasn't had a goal and assist in a while, I, I believe, since the Crotone match in August. So he's in need of a good performance, and I think it's coming soon. I think it could happen against the Monza match or against the Parma match in a, this upcoming weeks, but, you know... It's just, he just needs one opportunity and he'll get his chance. And like we've seen before, he um, he just needs one game to show how 
good he is and how much his quality really is. So I think I'm I'm optimistic for these players. I think they'll uh, get their moments and I think they'll uh, have a good games coming up. So that's that. That was pretty much what I thought of the player performances for the match. Uh, very, I think it was a, like I said earlier, um, kind of 50-50 game. One half, great. Second half, not so much. Um, we had opportunities on one end. Spal had opportunities. So overall, 0-0 zero, zero draw. We'll take the point at home. That brings us to 13 points sitting in ninth place. The first draw of the season, actually. So we get another point. It's not another loss, which is good. So we keep on building and uh, we, we keep on trying to get more wins. Grainy will be back for the next match, which is at Monza on October 23rd. It's a Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Um, I'll actually read the next few matches because they are hard and um, they are challenging. So points will definitely have to be the main t talking point. So like I said, Monza next weekend. Um, then we have Parma midweek at the Tombolato, October 23rd. That's uh, Thursday. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, October 28th. That's a Thursday. I believe I want to say 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Then we have Regina on a Monday, November 1st, Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. It's probably the most random time ever. I don't know why they don't put it on Halloween the day before, but that's Serie B. <laughs> so we have Regina on the 1st of November. And then next weekend after that, so November 7th, we have Pisa at home. Pisa right now in first, that could change a lot of things. But uh, that would be the last game going into the November international break. So four games, uh, four very, very important games. Uh, just as the way the table is looking and how the season is going to shape up. Uh, very, very important that we get some points. We just don't lose them all. And I'd say we should try to aim for at least two wins, whether that's against Regina or Parma. I think it's very, very doable. And we just, next week, we'll be traveling to Monza at U-Power Stadium. It's going to be a difficult, difficult game, even though Monza hasn't been the best recently. But in Serie B, it's always difficult. So that's it's going to be a good game to look forward to, I'd say. And lots of, lots of things to look forward to. And really, it's only going to get harder from here. So points in these matches are very very crucial so those are our next matches before we uh sign up sign off for here for this podcast i just want to say um shout out to rabal tai uh it was great to have them back uh their first time in over 600 days that last time they were in the their original seats it was a three nil win at the tombolato at uve stambia that was February 22nd, 2020. That's over 600 days ago. It feels like an eternity, even though it hasn't been even two years since. And wow, so much has changed since then. Um, that was kind of like the last somewhat normal match. Uh, I remember 
the next game we traveled to Cosenza. Um, the north was hit hard by COVID. They were in lockdowns, but the south weren't. But that uh, soon all changed after the Cosenza match. So it was great to have them back. They made some, they made some good noise. But Spal did also have their away fans at the stadium. They were making some loud noise. So overall, it was a good atmosphere. And but. In the end of the day, it was just all about Rabatai, and it was so great having them back. And we're just looking forward to some more, and we can't wait to have them back for even more games. I saw them in the center of Cittadella, along with the La Mura de Cittadella, um, Rabatai in front of it. It was it was a great night. So, looking forward to some more of those nights, and man, I I can't wait for more of these and the season's just getting started and we have a long way to go but it's um it's shaping up to be a great season and that all starts next week at the u power stadium in monza october 23rd that's a saturday at 8 a.m eastern time i'll talk about that more game uh on friday i'll release a friday podcast talking about the game pre re previewing the match against a tricky monster team so i will see you then uh that's going to be it for me today don't forget to follow us on instagram at twitter at chitacacho usa for more chitadella stuff also visit our website at chitacachousa.com for more um that's for more chitadella stuff just visit those follow it um like it do whatever you need so or do do what uh you need for instagram so comment like follow share do all that stuff please so it, it helps us a lot so thank you for listening in i'll see you next friday previewing the monster match and as always forza cheetah